Welcome to our podcast, What I Didn't Learn at Harvard, where super connectors who will be talking about how to network smartly in a post-pandemic world. I'm your host and moderator, Rajiv Jadav. I'm a reputation management strategist and social impact activist. My co-host is Victor Lee. He's our Harvard alum, and he will be guiding us through all the things he's learned about networking since he graduated. In the episodes that follow, you'll be hearing from experts who do networking well. Okay. Welcome to another exciting episode of Things I Didn't Learn at Harvard. Today is a special look back episode where Victor and I will be maybe reminiscing a little bit, Uh, but don't worry, it's not that kind of episode. Uh, This is an episode where we are essentially looking back at season one and summarizing for your benefit as well as maybe doing some in-person planning for what's next as well. So with that, Victor, I hand over the virtual mic into your trusted hands. And please take it away. Thanks, Rishi. I appreciate that. Well, let me start off by saying that from my perspective, this was one of the best ideas I've ever been presented with. It's probably not one of the best ideas you've ever had because you have lots of great (laughs) ideas. Right. But I, I really appreciate you having raised the idea of let's do a podcast about networking. Right. Uh, I think it's been a lot of fun. It's been great to spend all this time with you. And I think we've also learned a lot you know, just along the way. Um, so what I'd like to do is just kind of recap briefly why we started and then the things that we've learned, particularly a lot of the great networking nuggets that our guests have provided along the way. Because mm. we've now done about 25 episodes. We've had some fabulous guests. And they've really helped us with our understanding of networking and hopefully helping our, our listeners as well. So to go back to the beginning, one of the reasons, you know, some of the reasons we started this podcast, as I recall, Rajiv, is that everybody needs to network for, you know, for business because you need a job, you need clients, you, you have to deal with your coworkers, you want a promotion, all those kinds of things. So it's a universal need, but most people seem to hate networking. Right. Which also seems to be kind of universal. And I think it's because people often don't know what they're doing or why they're doing it. Correct. And of course, usually if you don't know what you're doing, you don't know why you're doing it, you're going to hate it, whether it's, you know, playing baseball or or networking. So our objective from the very beginning was to help people become better networkers so that they could improve their results and hopefully have more fun along the way. Because I think both you and I, not to pat ourselves on the back, is I think we're both pretty good networkers, but we also enjoy networking because essentially we're dealing with people. Exactly, because we're, peop- we're people, people at the end of the day. Yes, that's exactly right. That, that so, And that gets us to kind of the two themes that I think all of our, 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 our prior episodes have fo- kind of fall into. So mm-hmm. to keep it really straightforward, theme number one is what we call be the impresario, mm. meaning have a plan. Right. Why am I networking? Who do I want to network with? What do I want to get out of these people? Right. 
So that way, if you have an objective, it's easier to say, I'm on the right track, I'm on the wrong track, right? here's what I need to do. So item number one, be the impresario. But the second theme is the one that you just mentioned, which is remember that you're networking with people. Correct. Now, you're a person, they're a person. How do you get people to essentially do what you like or how do you influence them? How are they going to react to what you're doing? And so I think that's as, as obvious as that is, I think people tend to forget that in a, in a lot of their networking efforts. Right. Yeah, it's, you know, it's really curious, uh, Victor, that it, when it comes to small business, small business, for whatever reason, uh, pretends to be like big business and thus depersonalizes themselves. And big business, on the other hand, wants to be more personable and wants to have a more humanistic view and they want to be seen more like human. So it's very interesting as to how small businesses, which you would think would be more like, I'm like a person too, they just want to appear bigger and, <laughs> and then that, that's what happens. You know, that, that, that is an amazingly great insight. I had not occurred, it had not occurred to me and I, hadn't, I haven't seen that anywhere else, right? But you really put your finger on something, right? Because let's, let's face it, who's the person behind Coca-Cola? No idea. Don't yeah, care, right? Right. And but but they are trying to humanize themselves. So I think they are, they have the the right idea. But the small business, you're right, is like you know maybe you want to buy from that small business because you like that person. Exactly. You want to help out that you know man or woman, uh, you know, because they're trying to raise their family. So I think that's an excellent place to start. So with theme number one, right, when it says, you know, be the impresario. Think about plan plan out your networking. One of the things that Jeannie McPhillips, the professor at SCAD said, is you are your own brand. Right. So you have to balance, I am a person and I'm a business, but you can leverage those two together to really help you on, on both fronts. You know, the other, another thing that uh, one of our guests, uh, Amy Vernon said, is that, the, and we've kind of touched on this a little bit, is to play the long game, right? Because mm. if you're going to build your brand, it's going to take time. Correct. You're going to network with lots of people. Maybe you're not going to get an immediate return, but you have to have a plan and you, and you stick to it, right? You know, like maybe you adjust it along the way, um, but it's kind of like you get in your car and you're driving to Philadelphia. You're not going to be there in 10 minutes. Yeah. And maybe at least, at least, at least not safely. At least, there we go. Yeah. At least, yeah. Then, then we don't want to be in the car with that person. That's right. Right. But so once you get, but so once you get in the car and you say, okay, I'm going to Philadelphia in 10 minutes, you're still not there, but you keep going. Correct. So, so I think that's I think that's kind of the mindset that's important. Um, and there's also plenty of tools to use along the way, right? So you know, you gotta get yourself out there. So one of our early guests was Richard Hine, who, mm. you know, whom we've done a lot of work with since then. And he's you know, really used Twitter to his advantage. And he's built his brand, he's sort of shown his persona, and, and people seem to really like that. Um, and I think a couple of other items that people have mentioned that I think are, are very useful is one is to network all the time, right? Because like you said, it's about people. So you're always encountering people and you don't have to network with them, but get to know them, talk to them, try to you know, see if you can be helpful to them. Because um, you know, Tim Dewar from uh, Causeway Solutions, you know, he made his most important professional connection when he was 10 years old. And so you never know when you're gonna encounter somebody and when that person can, you know, when you can get some benefit out of it. 
So I think you should teach every, treat everybody as a potentially valuable connection. And then along those lines, when you have something specific in mind, tell everybody, right? So, you know, Alfred Poor, again, one of our early guests, was looking for a summer job, I think, coming out of high school. And he told everybody he knew and, you know, really leverages network. And so what happened, you know, there was like a friend of a friend of a friend said, oh, I know somebody who can help mm. you out. And he found the job. I think he was looking to work at like Woods Hole Observatory or, you know, something fairly esoteric. But if you tell enough people, hopefully somebody will, will figure it out. And then the last item in, in this category is to be open to different activities and different people, right? Because one of the things about networking is, you know, you tend to know the people your friends know. Right. So, so they're not necessarily going to give you more. That's not going to expand your network if you're looking for something different. Um, there's a book recently called, it's called The Power of Weak Ties. So maybe it's people you don't know as well, you know, they're just your next door neighbor, but you get to know them. And as you build that bond, you realize they have a completely different network than you do. Right. Or people are different, involved in different activities. I know you're very involved in, in social activism. Right. And the people that I'm sure you meet there are very different than the people that you meet um, in your normal, you know, day-to-day -day business activities. Correct. Yes. Completely disparate segments. That's exactly right. But, you know, there can be crossover. One group can help another. And so I think, you know, when our, our conversation earlier this year with Barry Zahn, you know, our attorney friend, mm -hmm. you know, she's also very involved in social, social action. Her family had always been uh, very, very much of an activist group family. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's, she has a very wide range of, net, of connections in her network. Yeah, she's like, I think, very big on DEI, DEIB. Exactly. Yeah, equality, she, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. really you know, she, quali she qualifies as a woman-owned firm, right? She's been involved in a lot of social causes. Um, and so she really has a wealth of, of terrific connections. So, the, so that's all kind of the stuff you can kind of plan a little bit in advance, you know, being the impresario, creating your own production, as we've talked about. And the second category of stuff, sort of the longer stuff, uh, the, the majority of it is, you know, remember that you're networking with humans. Right, yeah. People are going to act human, we hope, most of the time. And so it's important that you, well, I know you, right? But that everybody act human. Yeah, you the listener, just to clarify. Yes, yes, you the listener, <laughs> definitely. Because in, in the human-to-human -human interaction, you know, Michael Bendit uh, uh, had said, you know, people do business with those they know, like, and trust. Correct, yes. And I think this goes back to your earlier point, Rajiv, right? Is if you're selling a service I need, but maybe I could get it cheaper from like one of the big companies, but I get to know you and like you and trust you, then it's like, well, gee, I could, I could pay less over there, but you know, or I could buy it, get it from Rajiv and I like him and I'd love to help him out. And I know he'll do a good job. And you know, it's probably more dependable if I get it from Rajiv, because I know I can get a hold of him if I need him. Exactly. Right. Whereas this is why, I mean, you know, I never, I don't buy insurance on, on the internet, car insurance, home insurance, none of that, life insurance, right? If something goes wrong and I need that insurance, I want to have an agent to call. Like, hey, Rajiv, it's Victor. Right. And you go, hey, Victor, what, you know, what can I do for you? Not right. go to a call center somewhere and they have no idea. So that's why I think it's important to, you know, do the be human part. Mm. And part of that involves, you know, by and large, be yourself. 
be authentic. Now, yeah, be a version of yourself that's palatable to most. That, that's exactly right. Right, exactly. Because, you know, if, if you're really a, a horrible person, you know, we can't really help you. If you're, you probably should, still should be authentic. But, you know, we're assuming that you're friendly, that you're interested in other people. Um, and that's something that other folks will respond to. And, you know, as Andrew Shulkin uh, had said when he was on the show, he said, be human, right? Because another human will respond to you if you're a human. It's when you try to put on some, I think you said, that was a really good expression you used, right? Show a side of yourself that other humans can relate to. And don't think it has to be some weird corporate businessy persona. Right. right. Because A, people will realize that's not authentic and B, nobody likes that anyway. So yeah, it's a turn off. <laughs> it's completely a turn off. And so if people have trouble really becoming human, I mean, one way to maybe help them is they can take advice from our friend Iris Grimm, who uses the principle of dogs to deal with people, right? Because we generally are more empathetic and more understanding of dogs than we are of people. Mm. So if you're having trouble with people, get a dog, right? And then that will that will teach you networking and, and interaction skills. And watch right? the transformation happen. And watch the transformation happen. That's right. You know, when your dog likes you, you'll know you're onto something. Right. And then, <laughs> and then you know, you kind of treat your, your friends the same way. Just don't, you know, throw something and say, fetch, right? Because that, that, that part probably wouldn't work. Right. So, so then when you're interacting with people, you know, in, in terms of our, our rules, um, you know, people like to be acknowledged. People like that if, you, if you're genuinely trying to understand them. And it's in your interest to understand them because that way you can decide, do I actually want to be friends with this person? Could we do business together? So, and, or, you know, and maybe yes, maybe no. But, but by reaching out and trying to understand them, that's how you can figure them out. So a couple of folks had said things like, uh, like Matt Robinson, who, who is a journalist and now he's a writer. And he said, think like a journalist. Right? Mm. In other words, like you're going to write a story on them. So you have to understand their stories. What have you done? Why did you do that? How did it work out? What have you learned from that? I mean, not in a really probing 20 questions kind of a way, but to really understand them and to connect with them because people like to tell you their story by and large. Right. And that will help you decide, is this somebody that you want to connect with or not connect with? But it also, it, as they tell you your, their story, it helps you understand how to build your own story, right? So when people say things that you think, oh, that's sort of very interesting. Do I have something in my background that I could use when I talk to people, or if, if people tell you something it's sort of off-putting, right, mm. then you want to make sure that you don't do that yourself. And if I may, Rajiv, you know, one of the things I've noticed when I when I've been on calls with you and you've introduced yourself to new people is you're very good at sort of, like you said, showing the side that resonates with them. Correct. Because you've had different sides, so you have the, your social activism side, you have your business side, and you have your networking side. And so what I've noticed is depending on, depending on how they react, you're very good at sort of understanding what resonates with, you know, what they catch on to. You know, it's the proverbial, oh, tell me more, right? And that's kind of what you're looking for when to connect with people is where, where are the common bonds of connection? 
because everybody likes to connect in, in, that, in that way. Yeah, and Victor, I think you bring about like an excellent point, not because you were talking about me, but more about, <laughs> because I think we did touch on this, I think in an earlier episode, which was about active listening. Yes. And I think we need to be, we as networkers should try to be more present in communication generally, as well as in conversations and not necessarily be like most people that is just thinking about what they're about to splurge and say and shove down the other person's throat the moment they stop, stop speaking. So yes. we must actively uh, listen to what people are saying as well as what people aren't saying. And based on that, try and structure a conversation so as to be most helpful, whilst also being, like you said, Victor, human in right. the process. I think that's excellent advice, Rajiv, because, I mean, let's be perfectly blunt, right? So it's just it's just you and me right here, right? Perfect. So, <laughs> and, and the multitudes of, of, of listeners, right? right. People, are, people are way more interested in what they are saying than almost anything that we're going to say. Correct. Right? So, so, that, so that's why I think, you know, you're absolutely right about the active listening point. And that was something that Charlie Garland had talked about. Mm. Is that, you know, remember we talked to him about, you know, you're at a networking event. So now you're in a group of folks or maybe one person. And so you're asking a lot of questions to help understand. And then you, and then your response is to try to be helpful. Correct. Because again, A, it's about them. You're trying to help them. It's not about, hey, I could use some help. And secondly, I think when it's done well, and Charlie's obviously very good at this, is it means I you were really listening. Correct. Which shows that you care. It shows that you care. That's exactly right. And that's what people want. Which I think is then a building block for trust and confidence. Yes. Like you said, people like who they, they buy from, they know, like, and trust. So yes. the knowing part has been achieved to a degree. When you show that you care, they like you or like you more than they did a few <laughs> minutes prior. Yes. And then that's also could evolve from being from like to potentially trusting you as well, because they feel that you are, you have their best interest at heart and that you don't per se have just an agenda of your own that you're trying to execute. That, that's exactly right. And in fact, I was having a conversation earlier this morning with a gentleman on Chicago and we were sort of kicking this idea around because you know everything has to be in stages, right? So by and large, if you meet somebody at a networking event, the, the dreaded networking event, <laughs> chances are unlikely that they will buy from you by the end of the evening. Right? right. What you really want is to start to develop that connection. Right. That you can then have an offline conversation later. Correct. And the way to do that is you want, so what you're trying to sell is them say, hey, that Rajiv guy was sort of interesting. I'd be happy to talk to him again. Right? Exactly. That's all you want. Right. Exactly. Right. So, so that's kind of the no and and the hopefully the you know presumably with the like because if they if you don't like you they're not going to want to talk to you, and we're right. kind of headed toward trust, but you you don't have to close the whole thing right there. Yeah, that's being very myopic and also very presumptuous. You know, to think that you're going just to sell. And again, I'm not. I think neither you nor I, Victor, are uh, knocking the process of selling. But I think what we are. Uh, inviting people to consider an alternative point of view on is helping people to understand the value of human relationships and to treat people as humans first 
and then go about going through the sales process, even if it is a long-winded sales process, but approaching it first because any sales process is only going to work if the customer feels that you understand what their need is. If you don't ask questions, don't listen, just say, this is for you, they're going to be, no, it's not. You don't know anything about what I need. Like, you know, off with you, there's the door. Exactly. And that, that's sort of the interesting dilemma, right? If you try to compress the process, which it doesn't cannot work. be compressed, it doesn't, it doesn't work. work. So you shouldn't have done it in the first place. Exactly. I actually tried that, you know, a few times compressing the process. And that's both in networking as well as even in explaining to a client how the steps are, because everything, very often, everything is a linear process, which means that one thing precedes the other, right. which then follows something else. And that's the sequence that that has been proven to work. And if you try to sidestep any part of that sequence, the entire process comes either to a grinding halt <laughs> or just comes uh, crashing down. Well, so, exactly. And it's, it's because, you know, obviously not you, but right, it's because the person is trying to, it's about the person's needs, right? That's saying, I need to close this right now. Well, the person you talk to, they don't care. That's not exactly their, right. right? <laughs> they're going to kind of buy on their terms. Exactly. Right? In their time frame. In, in their time frame. So there's really not a whole lot you can do about that. So that's why I think it's important to try to be helpful, you know, as, as you were saying, like, to understand them and to be helpful in the sense, you know, that's really how you, I think you can convey empathy. I right. hear you. I understand your situation. Like, here's a thought, you know, this might help or whatever. Right. And so you can be helpful really in any situation. So for example, Heather Crockett talked about, you know, helping at a networking event, which she attends a, a lot of, or that she encounters some woman, you know, with a broken bicycle on the side. Right. Of the road, right. right. Incredible and, story. Yeah, it was exactly. And so, and I'm not, I don't want this to be like, you know, we're Namby, Pamby, you know, gooey, you know, uh, kind of people, right? If you're helpful, A, it, it kind of, you're exercising your helpfulness muscles, that's, which is always good. And also the person you're helping could be a great connection or other people will notice. And even beyond that, karma. Karma, yes. Good karma. You good, know, good we, karma. We, all of us can be, it's super helpful to have a surplus in that department. That's exactly right. And, you know, and the helping it doesn't have to be anything huge. I mean, we're not talking about, you know, building schools in a third world country. Right? Or jumping yes. in front of a train, yes. Or jump, jumping in front of a train. Yeah, I'm definitely not signing up for that one. Yeah, me right? neither. Right, <laughs> but just being helpful, like guiding, especially at networking events, right? Sometimes people feel lost. They don't, you know, they look like they don't have a single friend in the world. And so for, that's a great lead in because Sandy Srebnik, talked about, you know, she went to a networking event and was totally lost and didn't know what to do. And she didn't know anybody. And, you know, we've all sort of been there. Um, and so she actually met Norma Rosenberg, who's another one of our guests. And so, so and, and they're friends to this day. And, and, you know, Norma was obviously also a guest. And so all Norma did to be helpful was just to be somebody who was there who could empathize and sympathize with Sandy. Right. And I and I I can see how that would have worked. Obviously, we weren't there, just because, you know, in our conversation with Norma, she's very gentle, but she, you know, underneath the stillness, you know, she knows what's going on. And she right. knows where she's trying to get to. 
and but she can help you get someplace and ha have you think it's your idea, right? So she spotted <laughs> Sandy, Sandy needed help. Um, and it turned out that she met people. So Sandy actually turned her vulnerability into an asset. Right. She's, she's built her, her, her network ever since. Yeah, and I think another thing Sandy mentioned was about staying in touch with people. And I think a few of our guests have talked about that, uh, about the skill, as well as the dedication to staying in touch with people months after months, even years after that initial conversation. Yes. Because that shows a degree of commitment to the process where, uh, I mean, that person is clearly not expecting any kind of outreach from you. But when you exceed that expectation, not just with a hi, hello, but an actual handwritten card on the holidays, my God, can you imagine the impact that that has on yes. someone, how, how they feel, uh, how, uh, how they feel recognized, acknowledged, even validated? Yes. I mean, that's just tremendous. I got to hand it to, uh, to, uh, to Sandy, you know, yes. for employing such a very compelling strategy. Well, I, I'm glad you said that. So, so let me, I have one more point and then I have a story for you, right? The, the, the last point I just want to make so, uh, is to, as you're doing this, is just to be very aware of the different cultural settings, right? And the cultures can be across a businesses, right? Or it could be across countries. And so, you know, as you recall, you know, we had a very nice chat with Robin Kent, mm. who's from the UK. He worked in France. You know, he's obviously, he's very, obviously very successful in the UK. He was very successful in France. And then has and also was very successful in the U.S. Yeah. And one of the things I think he's and then he's also been in different industries. He's been in music, in advertising, in sports. And I think his ability to you know be himself, but to um, but to uh, continue being successful. But continue being successful in in these different settings. So maybe as a way to close out the networking, the close out our, our discussion about networking here today, is I'll, I'll, here's a story that just happened to me to me today. Because I think, I think your point is very important, Rajiv, right? Networking is not just about, oh, I met you last week, right? Right, yeah. Two huh. weeks, right? It's about staying in touch, but not in a, hi, Rajiv, are you ready to buy? Hi, Rajiv, are you ready to buy? <laughs> right? So, so you want to stay in touch in a nice way that they appreciate. So here's yeah. a story. Non-annoying way. Not in a non-annoying way. So many years ago, when I, was, um, when I was at Time, Inc., I worked with Walter Isaacson. And Walter is another Harvard guy. So I, I was, I'm watching all this news coverage of the queen having passed and they're showing all these old clips. So uh, I noticed that there was a, in one of the clips, the, the, the queen was taking a tour of the CNN office in London hmm. and she was being escorted by the guy who was running CNN at the time. Wow. Walter Isaacson. So I pulled out my phone, I grabbed a photo, and I sent it to Walter, whom I've been, I've stayed in touch with him. And Walter got back to me within two minutes. Wow. He said, wow, this is great, right? <laughs> so it, it's, it's just, you know, it just meant that, hey, I, you know, I'm watching TV and I noticed that, it, I noticed it was you. And I wow. noticed it was you standing next to the queen. Wow. That's so amazing. that's all part of the networking. We all know very interesting, important, potentially helpful people. So just stay in front of them and just send them messages. You know, once once you've met them by following all these directions that you and I have. Right. Been, right. Right. 
then stay in touch with them just to say, hey, I was thinking about you. I, can I be helpful to you? And every once in a while, it's, hey, maybe can we, uh, you know, is, this, is there something we could do together? Correct. So, so, yeah. so, so I, I, I think, you know, the podcast has been great. I think it's really helped certainly me sharpen my thoughts and, about, about networking. It really validates a lot of the original ideas we had. But it boils down to two things, right? Have a plan so you know what you're doing. Yeah. And secondly, be human. And, you know, like, Victor, as you were saying that, or as I was thinking that you were going to say that, it just kind of goes back to something that Barry said, which is exactly that. I think this is what she said in her very own words, which is be human and treat others like a human and, <laughs> and approach people in that very human kind of way. I think she mentioned this like to in some detail when we spoke to her about when she's at a party or a social occasion and she'll kind of just have a conversation with anyone like even a school teacher right. uh, now one might think that is what does a school teacher have to do with somebody that does international tax advisory maybe nothing on the surface but the point is i think it's the whole mentality of approaching a situation just as a person yes. first without this constant Biz, de, biz, business development, salesy kind of approach, which is also tired, right. that nobody then has a patience for. And then I think that just kind of colors the entire you know, perception of the activity as well as you as a person. So I think the way of her approaching it as just being truly open to having those kind of open unstructured conversations with anyone that seemingly does not have any direct correlation with your business part of it, I think is a very pragmatic way of looking at this entire skill or talent of networking in a very authentic, meaningful way. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's the best way to go and who knows where it'll lead. So I think it's, 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 it's the, you know, if you're trying to do business, right, I think it's the best strategy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Terrific. Thanks, Rashid. <laughs> And that's a wrap for this episode. Hope you enjoyed the summary, people. Please send us your comments and questions about networking by posting them in the comments below. Or for a quick response, email us at didn't learn at harvard at gmail.com please like comment and subscribe it means the world to us try today's networking nugget and tell us whether it worked or if you hate it or if you'd like us to brainstorm a solution for you no charge that's our way of saying thank you for supporting us by listening and sharing our content with people you care about. That's all this week from Rajiv and Victor. Thanks for listening to Things I Didn't Learn at Harvard. Hopefully you learned something here today.